Hello and welcome to a very special IGN UK podcast with no number to be seen. Uh, you've all had a weekend. This is the Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. So you have, well, from now to F off if you haven't seen it already. Uh, I'm joined by, I don't know, a couple of heroes <laughs> in the shape of Matt Perslow and Hello. Simon Cardi. Hello, how's it going? It's good, isn't it? Yeah, good energy today. Yeah. I was talking I'm about the film. It. I'm feeling my own energy. Not listening to me actually talk. Good. <laughs> what a great start. Uh, so we've already kind of established that we think Avengers Endgame is wicked. I think it's in sensational the, in and everything I wanted it to be, Joe. So literally everything. That is, I, I find it very hard to pick a fault. Interesting. Oh yeah, because last time we spoke you hadn't seen it. No, I have been away and I saw it. Took a half day on Monday from work, mm-hmm. uh, went to see it, and I had a, a, a jolly old time. A whale of a time. <laughs> yes. How many people were in the screening with you? It was good, only probably like another ten. Oh, that's, nice. That's my favourite. In a, a small little Curzon screen as well. So, nice. You know, it's got reclining nice seats there, haven't you? I did. Big yellow seats. Uh, I got myself some salted popcorn just to try and dehydrate Ooh. as much as possible so I wouldn't <laughs> need the toilet. And it worked a treat. Right. Five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers now. Iron Man's dead. Wow. <laughs> um, how, like, I think that's the big thing with Endgame. But over and above all the other sort of the machinations of getting to the end, the only thing people talked about before it came out is, A, how do all the heroes come back? Mm-hmm. And B, which ones will just end up not coming back or going away for the yeah. first time? So we got those answers. Iron Man, Captain America, America. Black Widow. Um, Gamora came back, which was unexpected. Yes, and then, well, sort of. Yeah, and then Vision is He's still gone. a still a no no props. Yeah, um, and well, and there's is Loki back as well. Nah, has you he altered so? his timeline? I, I mean, that, that's the impression I got with that Tesseract sequence. Well, I think he's back, but not. No, he's not in the, the prime. He's going to be a dick. MCU. Yeah, he's going to be bad Loki. Because <laughs> um, isn't the idea that he's like. Like running about doing naughty things through yeah, history. Yeah, he's, he's got this new TV show that's going to be part of Disney Plus, and yeah, I don't think there's been like an official explanation as to what the premise is, but all the rumours are pointing towards this idea of him hopping through different either districts of time or at least. So it's almost like a, a, a naughty quantum leap. Yes, <laughs> that's an actually anti-quantum leap. Maybe the best pitch for a TV show I've ever heard. <laughs> I love the idea of naughty quantum leap. That'll be great. That's what you're getting. Imagine if I'm running it. Proper naughty. Like that's it. He's very rarely been we're getting well off track yeah. already, but mm. he's very rarely been an actual god of mischief. No. Yeah. I'd what they should do, do they that. should force him through the quantum tunnel so he de-ages like Ant-Man did and they can do the little Prince Loki that uh, Kieran Gillen wrote for like Journey into Mystery. I'd be well into that. <laughs> this is why we have it on the podcast. <laughs> little Prince Loki. Didn't, yeah. didn't know he sounds great. He becomes part of the Young Avengers. Um, I don't really know what angle to approach this film we can at. Talk, well, we can talk about the deaths, I think. So Should we start I off with everyone, the biggins? I think pretty much... Almost everyone thought this was the end for Iron Man. Yes. And it was. I got it the wrong way round. Okay. My prediction was retired Iron Man, dead Captain America. Oh, okay. I thought they'd both die, personally. But mm. I do really like... Mm-hmm. I think they handled Iron Man really well. Yeah. The death was really good. Yeah. And I think Captain America's end was very good as well. I, I thought Iron Man, they did... 
the saddest part of his death is that the man with the biggest mouth in all of the MCU can't speak at the end. Mm. Like, he's just trying to say something and he can't manage it while everyone says goodbye to him. Yeah. And it managed to be, at the same time, like... It was devastatingly sad, but also weirdly nice that everyone yeah. gets to talk to him for once without yeah. him quipping back. I like that they gave kind of him and Steve Rogers both ultimately what they wanted yes. all along, which is Captain America got to go and live with Peggy, which is ultimately all he ever wanted, really. Yeah. Um, and Tony got to actually speak to his dad, which was... Mm-hmm. He got to speak to his dad moment. and got to speak to his child as well. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is kind of like when he does get to speak to Howard when they're in the 1970s, kind of Howard mentions to him kind of like the things that he's been getting wrong in life. And he was like, sometimes the greater good never outweighs what I want for myself. And at the end of the film, he sort of does give up the you know everything mm. for the greater good. However, there is still a little bit of selfishness there because I was thinking about this the other day. He won't give up Morgan, right? So he's got like I've got this kid, so I won't ever change the current five years that yeah. we've had. Mm. And then obviously he, you know, they undo the snap, they undo everything. Suddenly, there's like a load of people that have come back. And the world has moved on five years. Like yeah. they've not got jobs. They've all the all the economy's gone to shit. They've probably come to a really difficult place just because Iron Man wouldn't give up a daughter he can't see anymore. Yeah, and also like, what is that? I don't know. I heard some rumbles. Is that snap? Is it Thanos? Suntry <laughs> <laughs> two floating above the IGN studio. Hear that on the podcast, there was just a massive rumble in our room. It sounds so. bad. Hmm. Let's let's push on regardless. Yes. Um, what, what, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about Iron Man. Yeah. It's good, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Cut all this he was, out. Nah, he was good. Um, oh, I yeah. did not see Black Widow dying. I, that, no. to me, was a surprise. I thought I thought Hawkeye would be the one. Or I thought they'd do the fake out of they're both so willing to give themselves up that the stone would appear. Yeah. That sort of thing. I thought there was going to... No, she's gone. I thought it was going to make Gamora's sacrifice even sadder because mm. it would be proved that actually he sort of failed the test by passing it or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she's just straight up dead. They yeah. also, the, in the first film, they studiously do not, I don't think, I don't remember them ever showing you Gamora's body having fallen. You, do they? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, awesome. it's a very, very similar shot. Okay. It's almost mirrored, right? Because yeah. the reason I thought that is because when they showed Black, <laughs> Black Widow, I was like, She'd be a lot messier <laughs> falling <laughs> off that. It would be like the end of In Bruges. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought it was quite strange. Now I have to go back and see it. Gamora's not. Yeah, messy, I think, I think all either. of that is like fairly. Even like the music beats, I think, are matched up. It's yeah, almost like a sequence right. of sequence. Mm. That's a great moment. It really is. Uh, we've, Why we've are you struggling so much? I don't know. It's <laughs> the problem with writing general chat about. on a bit of paper. I think it's very rare. And maybe this just reflects my personality as a whole. To that, I'm struggling to find anything to nitpick about this film. I think my issue, and that's where my mind goes to first. My <laughs> my issues lay with the fact that I thought the time heist was easy. Like it felt too easy because it's getting to a place where there's actual difficulty later in the film, mm-hmm. where we reach challenge later. So all of those moments feel vaguely without peril because they're second act. Mm. And so you're just sitting there going, well, I know where this has to go. And I know there's going to be some complication that has to get Thanos back. 
but they're not kind of working they're not working to make that time heist feel like no. it's a massive issue. They were mainly in the end used for emotional beats, I think. Yeah. So people mm-hmm. can meet people they've lost but and that's, yeah, that's reconcile. The grand sort of you know, taking endgame to also mean the end of the phase. Mm. You, that feeling of all of these people getting their stories wrapped up. Or at least the ones who the sort of the original six. That's something we cut out of our non spoilery chat yeah. last mm-hmm. week is the fact that when you talk to the Russos, they said this is the end of the line for the original six Avengers. Yeah, and um, the thing that I was trying to say on last week's podcast is that so um, we were sort of led to believe over the last kind of year or so that Captain Marvel was going to be the key to, mm. to defeating Thanos. Mm-hmm. And while she is an incredibly important part of that, like that sequence where she fucking comes through Sanctuary 2 and blows it up is an absolute mm. amazing set piece. I love it when he headbutts her and just makes no difference. She gets some wicked sections, but... You could have effectively done that film without her. It is actually all to do mm. with the original six Avengers, and it's their, you know, they all get their individual sort of tie-offs, but it's the, those people that save the world from Thanos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think she ties into, I guess, what my nitpicky problems with the start of it are, in as much as no, all of the bit that you're actually interested in with Captain Marvel appearing on Earth, the stuff that's presaged by the pager in at the end of Infinity mm-hmm. War, is just gone. Like we never see them questioning who she is, learning her I name. Think we see that all off screen. I think rather than repeat what we've seen, they the end credits for Captain Marvel is her yeah. turning up and then going, "This is what's happened. Can you go look for these but people?" But it's not even like I know what you mean. It does feel like she just it's, appears. It's not that I want the story of it. It's not that I want to be told exactly what I already know. It's mm. that there's so much, particularly in a film this comic. Mm-hmm. There's so much rightness for comedy in those moments, being like, we're the Avengers, who the fuck are you? And she's like, I'm better than all of you. Like, there's just fun stuff to be done with that mm-hmm. relationship. And, you know, we never, Nick Fury being absent for most of the film is an, is an odd byproduct to that, where mm-hmm. we don't get any of their, we, don't, we also don't get any of the pleasure of seeing those two characters reunited after this much time, when yeah. so much changed with him. I get that, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it just felt... I know it's other people's movie, but that felt like one moment where I was like, this is kind of what you were working towards in the recent years, as opposed to the whole mm. of the last three I phases. did really like them basically answering the question that loads of people were saying, like, where has she been all this time? Yeah. It's just like... There's lots of other people out there. You're not the only people in, yeah. in the universe. Yeah. And especially <laughs> since we've already established that like the Nova Corps have just got absolutely decimated when, um, was that in Guardians 1? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and obviously the Nova Corps are effectively like the police units of the universe. So mm. like someone needs to kind of fulfill their duty to go around and just make sure if any other Thanoses are turning up on Zandalar or whatever. Mm. Now but, that it's going to definitely yeah. be Galactus. Yeah. <laughs> I found one minor gripe. Go on. Although I loved the way they reintroduced Thor and indeed Korg. Yeah, Korg was and amazing. Meeks. And Meek. Meek was there. He was having a good time. I liked the kind of Big Lebowski version of Thor that we had going on. Mm-hmm. I just wish it lasted about half as long. I wish he'd have come to his senses a bit sooner so he had full on Thor. He kind of, you know, the lightning strikes him, he gets his braids and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wanted proper honourable Thor, angry Thor at the end. Whereas I feel like he's still kind of lazy stupid for I see what you until mean. So right not, at the end so not like having his body shape change which loads of people have talked about no. in that braids moment but have his I felt like even at the bit at the end with him and um, Star Lord yeah. th- oh, although that, Star-Lord, yeah. they were still 
they had the same dynamic that they kind of did in Infinity War, but he still felt to me like he was almost a bit more stoner <sighs> comedy kind of at yeah, the moment. Yeah, he was still. It's like yeah, I don't know. It was weird to mm. me that he wasn't back to normal at the it's end. Maybe yeah. a like as much as I love Ragnarok, kind of Ragnarok is a almost a full comedy movie, mm-hmm. even though yeah. it's a it's a Thor film. Maybe it's a case of because that has done well. It's like well. Thor is our comic relief Avenger now and it's kind of like that's why it almost feels like that scene suggests that they're going to draft him into Guardians of the Galaxy and he's going to become far more of a cosmic I feel like, yeah, character Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be he's going to be in at least the start of it yeah. mm-hmm. and they're searching for Gamora maybe mm-hmm. that is that film but yeah like well I, A I basically completely hope it's now called Asgardians of the Galaxy yeah, that, so that would be, would be fantastic mm-hmm. and it's, it's low hanging easy. fruit it's too easy not to do exactly <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's too easy for them to oh no no they, I'm, I'm well, well up for an easy <laughs> pun me last one, just, last one just put volume in front of yeah. the sequel I rewatched that last night good fun um, yeah. I think yeah and also we said this on last week's podcast this feeling that so much of what they've left is now in that place of mm-hmm. going or kind of hope they do that without ever telling you they're definitely going to do that, yeah. which is really pleasant. Because there's that, and talking of Thor, like, um, at the end, obviously, he passes um, what is left of Asgard anyway to Valkyrie and sort of says, mm-hmm. well, you're the new king. God, I hope she picks up the hammer and puts on the helmet because she's <laughs> got to be Lady Thor. Yeah. Like, when I know it's obviously in the comics it was Jane Foster that became that character, but God, Tessa Thompson with a hammer and a, <laughs> you know, a big, you know, all that armor on, that is, I want to see that movie. Was that Natalie Portman actually doing new acting in I, this? I have a feeling sure. it's probably leftover footage of from cuts. Dark World. Because she's in the credits. You, you, I mean, you, I but, guess you'd have to put her in the but credits. But she's like... Of, Quite upfront, yeah. The credits. Some, like Robert Redford came back to do those couple of little scenes. They might, have. but he's not had like acrimony with MCU. Nice whereas, movie. like Natalie Portman's things, kind of slightly fractured and odd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I like the passing of the shield at the end. Yeah, I don't love Anthony Mackie as an actor, so I don't know how long I would like him if he genuinely becomes Captain America. He, to me, would not have the same impact on me emotionally that Chris Evans did not as Steve yet, Rogers. Mate. But maybe that is, I think you mentioned, Matt, maybe the TV series of Falcon and Yeah, Winter so Soldier. I was thinking about this. Like the, There is a comic book called uh, Captain America and Bucky, which obviously mm. is actually set in the 1940s rather than this. But the whole Captain America and, you know, sort mm. of Bucky Barnes, the two fit together nicely. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously Falcon in the comics did interestingly become Captain America after Captain America aged mm-hmm. in the I think it was the Time Runs Out set of comics which is all leading up towards mad crossing of dimensions and stuff like that um, Steve Rogers Super Soldier Serum just kind of runs out and mm. it runs its course so he becomes this 90 year old man who effectively becomes the Avengers like general because he's got the knowledge but he doesn't have the ability to sling a shield anymore and so kind of um, Falcon takes it on so he's in the terms of where the current world of Marvel is, it makes sense that it's Falcon that takes it rather than Bucky, mm-hmm. who has also been Captain America way back when. But that was when Captain America got shot in the throat and died. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost makes sense that kind of a, almost like a more bloodthirsty character took it at mm. that point, whereas now it is very much a passing of the shield. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so I can see why they've done it. But I just, I'm really pleased they didn't kill Cap because he's, he's genuinely my favourite. Yeah. And... Like I wanted him to have, and it's just that whole thing of it does go back right back to First Avenger where he promises the dance to Peggy mm. and the last thing he gets is his dance. Was it you saying that uh, 
you expected him to be the new Stan Lee for cameos. No, I didn't. Say someone that, said but... that to me. I can't remember who it was. That would be weird. Wouldn't it yeah. would be. I almost think like they kind of have to retire the cameos yeah. now. Mm. But I wouldn't mind if that was their well, way of doing it. They almost have to within the next couple have a Steve Rogers funeral where they're there, just so he doesn't like. He's oh, this old, just like, so he's he's wiped like, out. Of yeah, like we don't have to see him die, but yeah. we see that he is gone now. Yeah, just and so it's fine. Just so it's kind of closed. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder. Know. You could even do that as like the start of. Falcon and Winter Soldier or yeah. whatever it ends up being called yeah. like just have it so it's like they, he's not living under there's no like training there's no like looming sense of there's two Captain Americas yeah. you just let him break off yeah. and do his own thing I know he obviously didn't want to mess with time and ruin the present but do you find it weird that he wouldn't go and save his best mate from 70 years of pain but he can't change time that's the whole scene I know but do you think that's is that in the best so, time? So, like his final in his set timeline. Of, yeah, well, how do he we knows know? all this is in his timeline. He might have done that, I suppose. Because if we're not exp- if we're not changing what the timeline that exists is, then he could have gone and created a separate timeline. Okay, and then he's come back. Yeah, we're it, just getting it? into Back to the yeah. Future madness. We know yeah. why. We know what's happening now, and that's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, we've got some favourite moments. I think we've picked up. Yeah, we? I think that's. I think that's the easiest way to do this. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? I have because one of mine we've kind of mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's when Tony gets to have that chat with his dad, and obviously he doesn't know he's talking to his son. But it's just a really nice moment that he never really properly got to have a goodbye mm. and he did little do they know it's a goodbye for both of them really but, <laughs> little know. does his dad know that he's talking to his soon to be dead son <laughs> which really gives it a nostalgic pang that was really a yeah that was a oh that was a tough moment to watch because i think it was from that point in the film for about the next hour till it ended that i was on the verge of i was tearing up a lot it's pretty yeah in both like high moments and sad moments and yeah it's, it's just like a like an opera of moments you want to yeah. see for the the final hour yeah. and it's weird because so the my other favorite moment which we'll come on to is the bit that made me tear up the most and it's a happy moment but i just was thinking about it how like i read comics a bit when i was younger but i was always more into dc and batman i read a lot of batman i was never into the avengers really reading it it's weird how the last not even 10 years, five years, I'm now at the point where these characters make me tear up yeah, every yeah. 10 minutes. But I think that's testament to their, like, just how well characterised these things are. Like, yeah. again, watching Guardians 2 last night, Star-Lord is just really irritating as a person mm-hmm. in most, in most, you know, if you met him, you'd be like, fuck you. Well, it shows a lot, I think, in those moments before that I, I side with four every single time they're <laughs> up in the chat. But in the context of those films... Even in, like, what is relatively a small thing, even though as I was watching it, I was going, oh, my God, Ego the Living Planet was quite easily as bad as Thanos, but he got (laughs) finished off, like, at the point of, you know, where he could be. Besides the point, the fact that at the end of that film, it makes you cry for a father figure who's barely in the films, that they establish as a father really two-thirds of the way through yeah. the second one. I mean, for almost the like, whole of the film is a, pretty much a villain. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's crazy how well they deal with yeah. just Yondu. So when it comes to, like, main characters, you bring all of that to bear on people, characters that already have some part of your sort of mental space. Like, yeah. it's just brilliant what they do with all that stuff. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. Did you like 
the seventies bit in as a whole. I thought it was a little bit out the blue for me, yeah. just because I haven't watched Agent Carter at all, and I know that mm. obviously there's a little bit of that in there. And I was just a bit confused how they obviously they probably they've done their research, they know their families and stuff. How they knew both of those things were in that place at that time yeah. mm-hmm. was a bit out of the blue for me, but it's obviously all just to engineer that emotional moment, which I was perfectly happy with in the end. What well, is like a mini farce where it's the two characters sort of bumbling their way into a moment each that yeah. will define the rest of their I, I existence. I just love that he's quite obviously that moment where he's in shock when he sees him and he just says, my name's Howard. Oh, <laughs> he's just yeah. like, couldn't think of a name. That's really <laughs> good. <laughs> Howard Potts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matt, favourite moments? It's um, it, it's Captain America getting the hammer. Yeah, it's boy. Just like, as I say, he is he's my favourite character in Marvel and... He is, there's almost been a point where, so Captain America was probably about the third comic I ever read, so I'd be about 16. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, ugh, this sounds absolutely wank when I say it out loud, but <laughs> like, he's just been one of those people that I sort of see as a little bit of a fictional inspiration. Like, mm. he's just such an honourable guy. And you like, are a, a, just a patriot. <laughs> yeah. <You're> just <laughs> so, but the thing is, is like seeing him pick up the hammer, which we've always kind of known that he'd get. And I love, like, the arcs. Or, like I was mentioning last week about the whole idea, I think Captain America has the strongest storyline out of any of the Avengers in these films because he's gone from Patriot to, like, Insurgent to mm. just kind of, like, Saviour of the Galaxy, effectively. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just seeing all of that culminate with, like, being able to pick up this, like, mystical object that means so much on kind of, like, a metaphorical level, but actually just leads to being able to get that fucking scene where he uppercuts him mm. uppercuts Thanos with Milnir, and you get that slow motion just against the backdrop of this burning light of him in slow motion flying back and then from then on it's the way that it, that builds into what is simultaneously like the most joyous but the most terrifying moment of the film where it's like he's beating the absolute crap out of Thanos and can now summon lightning and he's doing all this but god did I think he was going to die like yeah. as that shield is just being hacked apart and it like the jagged lines it leaves as well it it feels Mm. really violent and you know you get the sequence where he stands back up and he does the he pulls the straps on the shield and you get the the gritting of the teeth and I was just at that point in tears because I didn't know like it was the best moment in my life but also I was going to lose like one of my fictional heroes yeah and so yeah I'm pleased he came out of the other way on it yeah it would have been uh well, I Too was going to use the, I I was gonna use the word Stark. Yeah. Um, that doesn't actually make sense. Yeah, um, I think if they killed him there, like, you know, just impaled him and hacked him up with that double-ended sword, it just would have been too much. Can, like, yeah. yeah, No one could die in the heat of that battle. Yeah. There's so much going on. It would have been lost, I think. Yeah. That's, oh, it's a weird one because I wouldn't have minded if someone did just to give it that sense of, like, these it's, are the stakes could go down. and, like, someone's yeah. just gone. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, you're just like, holy shit, like, I don't know, mm. like, T'Challa's fucking cocked it. That would be insane. Um, actually, as an aside, I only just found out, do you know Howard the Duck is in that battle with a gun? No, I did, I did not. <laughs> of course And I didn't is. need to know yeah. that. So when they're all lining up, apparently, as Evangeline Lilly appears mm. for the first time, he's on the bottom right of the screen with a gun. <laughs> like, oh, my God. They actually Amazing. did it. Idiots. Got, what's, what's one of your moments? Uh, I think... Well, I'll save that one. I actually really enjoy the moment where they do the Back to the Future joke chat. Okay. Like where they, I have, I've got a massive soft spot for time travel stories where they just go, 
stop worrying about time travel yeah. it's just within the context yeah. of our film this is how it works just exactly. shut up no one really um, knows how it works so let's go with this <laughs> in the moment i actually was a bit annoyed that because i because i also did the thing where i was like oh my god i've got to reckon with the fact that back to the future exists and all these films exist mm -hmm. inside there uh and there's quite a weak diehard joke but mm. looking back on it it shores up that film so well not least because i think they set up it's almost a red herring when Tony start, starts working out time travel and then he just says, I could throw it in the lake and never talk about it again. Mm. And at that moment, you're going, fuck, because the trade-off for doing this is going to kill his daughter. Effectively, he would be committing time murder <laughs> to do this. Um, and so I was just like in fear of how that choice was going to be made. And then that scene comes in and just goes... It's like saying bank in the weakest link. It's like, oh, this is done. <laughs> like, you've got that. It's fine. Um, and I thought that was a really nice way of just pivoting the film and going, it's not a time travel mm -hmm. story. It's a story in which time travel it, it gets you somewhere. Yeah. It's not changes what you know. There's no retcon, yeah. which I think is like a fascinating way to do that. I love how he works out as well. Like they just, they know people don't want the waffle with him actually working yeah, yeah. out. They just Same. go flip a Mobius strip. Oh, I've done it. Brilliant. <laughs> Easy. Um, and, and that kind of, it's less that moment than what that moment means, but the way that creates the structure of the story and then allows for nice little things like the fact that there is a timeline that won't affect Marvel that allows for Loki. It opens up whatever this What If series is going to be. Like, mm -hmm. the number of changes they've made to other timelines. By the way, in some of those timelines, people are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they've ruined some some timelines for people, um, which is really nice. And not that they've ruined stuff. It's nice that that, that allows for those things to happen. Um, I just think it's it was just smart, nice writing to kind of have your cake and eat it yeah it is incredible over this and infinity war how they've managed to bring this together wrap it up make it make sense and leave no one wanting more i think and of course there's like i'm sure there'll be everyone who has one plot hole that they can point out or something like that but frankly in an in sort of a piece of like intricate art that this is this yeah. fucking renaissance battle scene that they've had to paint yeah. like it's amazing that it's as solid as it is and that it doesn't feel hackneyed. Like, I've, not only are they doing time travel, but they're doing time travel in a way that other time travel move, movies don't do it. Yeah. Like, that's hard to do. Mm. Fucking Primer couldn't do that. No. Like, it's cool. I love it. No, and the way it comes full circle is kind of my, uh, my other favourite moment, which is my favourite moment in the film, which just made, like, the closer I was to tears and made my spine just... Tingle, explode, explode. <laughs> my spine just exploded. I'm, now, fatality I'm now, now a slug. I'm actually lying on the floor right now. Um, it's it's the moment where Captain America says, "Avengers assemble." Yeah, because that moment, you know, as soon as he said "Avengers," yeah, you, they give you that extra two seconds, yeah. and you're yeah, like, yeah. "I know it's coming," and it's still like uh, when they just do that long panning shot of everyone arriving and that Avengers theme, which is now, you know, that's everyone if you're like a teenager or a kid now that's your star, star wars, wars right? yeah that star wars theme that avengers theme is yeah just as like has that same impact on me now hearing it and yeah the way they made that swell like they never have before it seemed to be built into the crescendo for about 30 seconds yeah where you're used to it doing the like the da, 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 da. it seemed to like build up to that for so long and when it happened it was just like yeah they're gonna win now and you knew <laughs> that you always knew they were gonna win yeah but, <sighs> 
I don't know. That moment, like, I've only still only seen it once, and I do want to go watch it again, but mm. I almost just want to watch that last hour again. Yeah, I'm kind of the same. It's oh, it's just the gorgeous excess of it as well. It's not... Because you kind of spend a lot of time going, right, when everyone's back, all the Avengers will be in one mm. place. It'll be the Avengers and all their mates versus an army. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, high stakes. And then it's like... No, we got a fucking. It's Helm's uh, deep, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so cool, and just having oh, little practicalities of it, like when the orbital strikes happening and the sorcerers are creating bubbles, yeah. like you know, rune bubbles above them and stuff. Just those n- nice little callbacks to stuff you've seen being used on the grandest yeah. possible scale. Yeah, and just a fucking unicorn flying around, and Captain Marvel yeah. just fucking turn up, ripping through ships, and just <laughs> like that scene was. I did think they were going to... They didn't quite do it. There was a lot of long panning shots. I thought they would recreate the original six Avengers. But they did that when they went back to New York anyway. I thought they'd do an equivalent of that. And they Mm kind of did have a version of it. But yeah, it was... And I did enjoy it. We haven't mentioned it yet. The new Hulk of him just being that now, to me, is amazing. I love that little restaurant scene. The really slow (laughs) dabby does. (laughs) (laughs) I love that greying Hulk. Yeah. Greying Hulk's great. Uh... Yeah, oh, there's just so much to enjoy about how everything has been put together. Yeah. Him oh, just, man, and although time. when he says assemble, he says it like assemble, like no one's hearing it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it's he, for him. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. He's saying it to himself. Oh, yeah. Um, Matt, what's your second favorite? Well, not just necessarily. Yeah, your yeah, second yeah. favorite. So, I was going to say, I will still give it a little special mention. I think the cold opening is fantastic just because of how understated it is. Yeah. Um, because Spooky. Y- yeah, you've got Hawkeye, you know, and his daughter who is there to sort of like, it's almost like a tease for Kate Bishop maybe at a later point down the line. I was sad that it wasn't yeah. full Kate mm-hmm. Bishop. <laughs> but like when she dies and the fact that it's not like you don't get the full dusting and all the sound of the crumbling or anything like that, it is just that like he turns away and turns back and she's gone. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. But actually the moment I have chosen is, it's the elevator scene. Good God. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so as that began, yeah. I had comp- I've only watched Winter Soldier once or twice and it God. was way back. Yeah. Like I'd completely forgotten that that was what it was referencing. Mm-hmm. And then as I went on, I was like, I recognize all these people being in this place. That was yeah. such a clever and it is great and the thing is is you're waiting for the moment where he's just going to turn to the you know turn to the people around him and just go any of you want to get off at at this stop Mm. and obviously he doesn't and you're just waiting for well when is the bit where he's going to knock back and you know do the backflip and kick (laughs) he's almost thinking i'm not doing this again yeah Yeah. and then he just sort of like taps his agent sit well on the shoulder and just goes over and it's the hail hydra which a is obviously a call back to the Winter Soldier and the Agents of Shields episodes that surrounded it, and but also comics. is the Secret <laughs> Empire comics yeah. where, like, obviously it turned out that Captain America was a Nazi for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, that was just like this whole kind of almost like little meta joke in there, which is almost the the tying together of Marvel comics and Marvel, um, you know, MCU, just really worked. And you know, it's I love that it's also basically like him using a cheat code. Yes, or or you know. <laughs> He knows, th- he knows the past, so he can change it. In the same way that they, when they do the joke about you can't do the Back to the Future stuff, yeah. I can't do sports betting. That's almost this film's equivalent to doing the sports bet, right? It kind of is. You know the end of Scott Pilgrim where he's done the whole thing and yes. then he gets killed and then he gets to come back with the a new life? life. Yeah. Like, it is the extra life scene where he's just <laughs> like, done, get this out of the way, come on, I've got bigger things to do. It's really nice. Um, my, I think probably my favourite scene or sequence, I guess, is... The relay. Oh, yes. With mm. the Ironfinity gauntlet, as mm. I've called it in my head ever <laughs> since. Um, 
I actually... It's so frantic that I can't remember who even begins that gauntlet. It starts with... Because is this when... Is it Ant-Man? Ant-Man. No. So, so no, Black uh, Panther gets it. Yes. I know he gets and it. And gives it to Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man's got to get it there, right? Yeah. yeah. But someone has it first. It's Valkyrie. Valkyrie no, has Valkyrie's it. Leia. She's Who with Spider-Man. It is it just... Oh, is it Hulk? Because it's... So, no. Because it's someone taking it to yeah. the van. Yeah, who does Black Panther take it from? That's the that's the question. What a scene, eh? So memorable. No, but this is the I know what point. you mean. Like, <laughs> what is it? Is it? Does it start with that Captain Marvel has got it, or is Captain Marvel the last person to She's have it? She's the last person right. to have it. Mm. Whatever the first person mm. is, and this is mad that we can't remember it, <laughs> it's the fact that it creates this sequence of... He's running through the... He's running away from the Chitauri, isn't he? Through the tunnels and does the explosion. Yes. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's... Yeah. I suppose he he's technically the beginning of the relay. Obviously, Hulk uses it. Yeah. And then the rubble happens. Hawkeye takes it from the rubble, runs it out, and then I don't know who... If there's someone in between Hawkeye and Black Panther, I can't remember. Whoever it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. The pleasure of that scene is in that it's almost a kind of sequel to the scene where they're trying to get the gauntlet off of Thanos at the end of Infinity War, where you're seeing everyone have to solve one problem with their various abilities. And there's such a pleasure in, and like a very video gamey pleasure in watching abilities get used Mm -hmm. along one theme. So you know all the way through, you're seeing this straight line of, we have to get from here to here, and we know how one person could do it, yeah. but how could six people do it? And it's just brilliant. It's so much fun. And the again, the excess of it becoming Spider-Man on a Pegasus saying yeah. hello to Valkyrie for <laughs> yeah. the first ever time. Oh, uh, it's so much fun. It's And that, to me, is... That's Endgame in microcosm. That's mm-hmm. taking all of these things and just pounding them into one neutron star of fucking yeah. nerd. Mm. That's really nice. And then Thanos gets it after all, so... Yeah. Oh, great. That is actually my other... I couldn't quite see it in the moment how Iron Man gets it back off of him. Did anyone actually see... Does he kind it's of the, deconstruct it and it flies back onto him? I think it's that he... Um, doesn't he just get his nanites to get the slots again? And presumably the idea is all he's done is make the stones fly from one to the other because yeah, he's I got some control that. over so them. Like in that split second, I couldn't quite see how that switch happened. I don't think it overtly shows you. Yeah. But I don't care. Oh, I don't care. I just wonder no. if anyone spotted it. Um, so those are all our favourite moments. Amazing. I want to do a quick thing, though, before we go on to the final bit. Okay. What do we think all the principal characters are going to do now? Like... Not all of them. But you know what? I so think we Spider-Man's going to go on a school trip around Europe. <laughs> You're very good at that. Um, as Guardians of the Galaxy, I think that's given. Yeah. Even if Thor kind of fucks off, I think he'll be involved mm-hmm. in that's the cosmic side of things. Yeah. Like, Pepper Potts doing maybe Iron no, Man? I think or, she's I done think now. She's just gone? Yeah. 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 If, if we're going to get Iron Man, bring Riri Williams into it somehow. Yeah. Like, have her as a schoolmate at Peter Parker's school, yeah, and I she's building she's Iron Man I see, armor. Yeah, because he... Then it brings his knowledge of yeah. he becomes the teacher to them. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm a Stark protege. Like, I can help you out. That would I be could very see cool. kind of. Have we? Has it been established that Banner is now just constantly this Hulk? Can he turn back? He kind of says says this is what it is. This because he now. doesn't he say he went back into the lab. Like, isn't there an unseen thing where he's pounded himself with gamma radiation again? 
He sort of oh, says I something think. very quickly in passing in I the restaurant I thought he scene. was just more so talking about the fact that, like, he'd come, like, That's the five years had yeah. allowed him to just come to terms with, yeah. like, yeah. his I'm his surprised if we see the end of him being so much of an a- in the action. I, more of, like, a beast than X-Men, more of exactly a scientist. I, or, I could see him almost... Because he's lo- obviously lost Natasha and Spider-Man's lost Tony. Almost him taking Spider-Man on mm-hmm. his wing a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. a scientist. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Take right. So maybe this is easier. I could see him being in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Maybe at the start, the end. Take it this way: what taking away the films we know are coming out. Mm -hmm. So we've got Guardians Three, we've got Far From Home. They're out. Yes, and Black Widow, but that's prequel. Yeah. What What else do we? What we think is prequel? I assume it will be. I reckon it's Budapest, by the way. That could be good. Yeah, because I think that's how they'll have keep Jeremy Renner in it. Mention it in this one as well didn't yeah. they when yeah. they're in space they're like long it's way like from constant Budapest. touchstone right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um what are the other phase four films coming Ooh, uh, well surely black adam's turn up at some point because they teased him in no, adam two. warlock adam warlock, warlock. black yeah. adam's com- oh, he's coming up but he's in yeah. a different <laughs> oh, um uh, yeah i would imagine that i think adam warlock will be the kind of almost new vision mm-hmm. sort of character he's like a very very intelligent you know perfect synthetic human is so. he, i don't know too much about him is he always a good guy he's got different methods of doing okay. things well, but, but he, he is effectively a good guy but yeah. in the mcu version he's being bred to kill the guardians yeah. of the galaxy yeah. so i don't know if he in three maybe he's an antagonist that maybe turns good yeah that's kind end. of what i'm expecting yeah. Um, it all depends when, like the Fantastic Four, X Men. When do they get involved? Yeah. See, I'm interested because I quite like to see like when the Fantastic Four turn up um, to have like Reed Richards sort of like team up with um, Stephen Strange because obviously that would be the start of the Illuminati, which is kind of this shadowy yeah, cabal, like almost like mm-hmm. the anti-Avengers to they a degree. They must have to build it again. Yeah. T- like intro mm-hmm. them in Dot Strange two, or yeah. maybe even in Spider-Man 3 or something they're brought into it or God I'd love to see Doctor Doom in the MCU well I think I feel like we've got to go to him to being like the next Thanos he's the most logical sort of isn't Galactus though I think I sort of think Galactus is a bit too big to a degree like the thing is as well is like they won't do him as like he will be a giant purple stompy beast if he's gonna if they're gonna do it and it's like it's the end of phase 6 I don't know how you could get like I'd love to see it because mm. like everybody was disappointed when Galactus turned up in the second Fantastic Four film it was just a cloud. Mm-hmm. Still a lot um, of big villains there on the yeah. MCU, isn't there? Like the thing so, is, is but so many Spider-Man yeah. villains oh, they yeah. could bring yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's the weird thing though is how many Spider-Man villains are they going to actually bring in while not necessarily being able to guarantee they'll ever use Spider-Man again? Mm. Like. They know, mm. and they've the said they've is, got a trilogy of solo films. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. And Sony have, like, they are building their Spider-Man without Spider-Man universe. So, like, they've got Morbius. They've got what appears to be Carnage. Have they got, got Black Cat and Silver Sable as well? They were I would making. imagine so, yeah. Like, that's too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, oh, who else could there be? I would love Doctor Doom. Just yeah, he's he's, he's just, and it introduces all of that. We've had like we've opened cosmic as kind yeah. of this other wing. We've not had like the Eastern European side of uh, the Marvel universe, which is obviously Latveria. And like God, if they do a uh, is it Secret War? Um, not secret. Is it secret? Secret Wars is the one that's set in space. There's there's one where they just like infiltrate Latveria, where it's a it's a Nick Fury thing. He's mm-hmm. like, I'll just go to Latveria, you know, just just mess some stuff up there, and it just fucking goes wrong for everyone. But you get. To to see sort of like 
at the time it was like Cap, Wolverine, Daredevil sort of going in in like these stealth suits and doing a proper like undercover mission. Like something like that, which is I guess a little bit more of a heart back to the Winter Soldier style. I'd mm-hmm. like a film like that. I could see them trying something serious again. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. really try and push that this is meaningful stuff. Yeah. Because they've gone on a big old run of comedy Oh yeah, now since it well. went cosmic, right? It's yeah. just gone bigger and sillier, which I love. And I do want, like, I want Kate Bishop to turn up in some way just because she's from that Spider-Man side of the universe where it's a bit more joyous. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I don't want everything to be super serious, but I do want another Winter Soldier in some form. Maybe that's the Black Widow movie, though. What's yeah. Black Panther 2? Because that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm not read a lot of Black Panther so I don't really know where to draw from maybe he'll come I don't I know if it, they can't just set it in Wakanda again. I was going to say it, it feels like international. It's, it's got mm-hmm. to be they crossing did that over. whole outreach thing for Wakanda International and stuff mm. like that didn't they so and I love those sequences where it's very Bondy like yes. su- superhero mm. Bond like that would be really fun to have him mm. go in somewhere but then you kind of want him to meet people mm-hmm. I don't know thanks for your input <laughs> mm. No, I don't know. Don't, uh, and that's part of the joy of it. I don't know is. what's going to happen next. I think now. it's going to be really Because we've kind of known what's happening for the last five yeah. years or so. Mm. I can't yeah. wait for them to do that thing like when they did phase three and put the slate up yeah. and just tiles and yeah. nothing else and just have that feeling of, oh my God, we have all of this to look forward to mm. and speculate about. And didn't it all change? Because at one point, wasn't it sort of like um, Captain America versus like this, the Serpent Society or something like that? And then they just revealed like, oh no, that was for phase two because then they revealed it was Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I absolutely lost my shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, wasn't that a, that was almost like a double cross, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. mm. it was quite yeah. And then obviously there'll be some sort of Captain Marvel stuff, which I think will eventually lead to her forming a new Avengers team at some point it's down got the line. To. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's got a short hair now. Like they've 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 rebuilt her as the like the Kelly Sue DeConnick kind of version mm-hmm. of Captain Marvel. So I'm looking forward to where they go there. Oh, Amazing. I want Ms. Marvel in it. Oh god, yeah, bring Kamala Khan. Kamala Khan would be great. Let's get on to the last session. This was meant to be a quick little half an hour podcast. It's too Give much a shit. This is gone. It's too on. powerful. In a good way. All right. There's so much to say. Our final thing is that we are going to do what we consider the definitive IGN UK podcast <laughs> ranking of the Infinity Saga in the MCU. All 22. Through the democratic 22? and slightly random system that is the MCU Infinity Saga quiz on sorter.app. We're doing it. Um, I've done my own personal one, so I know what my like ooh. ranking is. But well, obviously we're going to have a little mini debate about what we think here. So what we're doing is we're presented with two films from the Infinity Saga, and then it says, which would you rather watch right now? And then we'll have a small debate, probably, okay. between all three of us, and then whichever comes through winning... I presumably at the end get sorted into a list that we don't have to do all the maths for. Is that correct? That hey. is correct. It Magic. Does, it, does all the hard work for <laughs> us. We just have to viciously debate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which of these two? Should we take it as what do you prefer rather yeah. than what would you rather yeah. watch? And let's get it sharpish because they're yeah, of course, about 30 or 40 of these. It could be millions. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man. Yeah. Or his fellow man, Iron Man. <laughs> One. One of each. Um, right now, I'd probably still... Yeah, I'd still prefer Iron Man 1. I'm Iron Man all the way. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It's really well it's built, the, isn't it? Yeah. Secretly, Ant-Man Ant- Ant- and the Wasp is the better Ant-Man film. That's oh. not even secretly. It is better. No, I don't agree there. <laughs> uh, Iron Man well, we'll is... We'll get on to this, won't we? <laughs> well, this is quite a good one. Iron Man 3, hotly debated, yeah. versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Definitely Ooh, Guardians. Guardians. Oh, I'm Iron Man 3 all the way. 
I think the Guardians. Up, I think that's up there for Guardians me. Guardians One is like top tier. They're both yeah. top tier. Iron Man Three's nah, top. Iron part. Man Three's middle. Spider Man Homecoming versus the original Avengers. Ooh, that's a tough Ooh, one. God, it's that, not that tough. Is... It's Spider Man Homecoming all the way. <sighs> I don't know. So I, I do love Homecoming because it's it, it was like I do I it's really the first time I they ever love, nailed Spider Man yeah yeah I and really it felt like, like it. he was you know that Homecoming is he came home he fitted yeah, in so I well I do really like it but I don't love it as much as other people seem to I still think I think going back to the Avengers now feels a little small th- scale because it's, yeah. it's also it's how they speak so good the first it was the first time they all came together yeah, yeah. but they all and talk like fucking Joss Whedon all the time it's well annoying. <laughs> I'd, I'd personally go Avengers. Spider-Man. Say Spider-Man. Oh, Matt's oh. got the deciding vote. Say Spider-Man. So I think now Spider-Man is the better film, <laughs> but Avengers is kind of the most important for here historically, so but... Just pick one. <laughs> no, I like this. Sp- <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Spider-Man because yeah! I think these days oh. it is the better constructed film. Fuck and cool. I say that as a Whedon, like... I love Whedon stuff, but... <laughs> oh, this is good! <laughs> Endgame versus Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. I'm going Infinity War. I'm Infinity War as well. Mm. Uh, little, I say we, little tidbit. These we are should my actually talk about that, though. Yeah. That's, yeah. A one, that's one worth talking about. I know about. we've spent, like, what, the past seven hours, potentially, yeah. discussing Endgame. But They're both near the, perfect, if not perfect, yeah. of those sort of films mm-hmm. as you can get. I really. think the thing is, with Infinity War sort of gets away with doing more surprises because at the time it doesn't necessarily have to worry about its payoff so you get like just that closing shot like Mm. you're expecting it to go on for another 40 minutes and you don't know what time you're on because you're in a dark cinema it's like fucking hell the big brass balls to write Thanos will return at the end god (laughs) is good Mm. and it's yeah it to me it's the moment at which the mcu became like it went beyond yeah previous sequel cinema Mm -hmm. and became something else whereas endgame is an incredible piece of art, but it can't manage the yeah. same feat because it doesn't have the surprise. No, I nearly pressed like, Endgame by accident. I do think those are those are my top two, though. Are they? Hello, Joe from the future here. Uh, this took literally 13 minutes to finish, uh, which is a stupid amount of time. So we've cut most of it out, and here's some highlights. There's no so things going on. No, Fucking abomination. I'm strange for the record. I know. Fuck off. You guys have ruined this list. Is there any way we can use the time stone? <laughs> ah, what a hot potato. Oh, this was crazy, guys. Haven't we done this? No. I'm so sorry, this is probably... <laughs> well, no, we are cutting some of this out. This are is we? stupid. <laughs> Result. Yay, what we got? We did it. <laughs> At number 22. We're not do- are we doing all of them? Yeah. Okay, do What's it. the point in all <laughs> of this? We don't need all of them. Let's do it, then. Imagine if I just... Number page. 22. Coming in. Endgame. <laughs> number 22. Incredible Hulk. Hey. Number 21. Thor The Dark World. Number 20. Iron Man 2. Going well All so of this far. correct. Yeah. Number 19. Doctor Strange. Mm. I haven't seen it, so... Number 18. Maybe it's harsh. Thor 1. Number 17. Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 16. Iron Man. Wow. Iron, Man. Oh, Iron Man's the lowest Iron Man one. Ant-Man. That's what I meant. <laughs> so we've already had... Haven't we had Iron Man 2 already? Iron Man 2 oh, is 20. Right. Sorry, yeah. Ant-Man is number 16. Mm-hmm. Number 15, and here's where it's wrong, is Iron Man 3. Well, that seems about right. You are me. insane people. No, it's the good. Fact, oh, right, yeah, that, no, I yeah, think it is good. It's almost, definitely... Apart from about three of these, they're all good. <laughs> no, no, no. Also, Iron Man 3 deserves to be higher than Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
Sure ain't. Number 14, <laughs> Captain America, First Avenger. Number 13, Captain Marvel. Well, that seems a little low. <sighs> what have you done to McCarroll? Jesus. I'm just going to screenshot this so I remember it. Uh, number 12, Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I think is fair. 11, Iron Man 1. 10, The Avengers. 9, Black Panther. 8, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That should that was like 4 for mine, I think. Well... Uh, it, shows, it just shows the way of the scale should be up there. Uh, where were we? Oh yeah, seven. Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Six. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Five. Thor: Ragnarok. Four. Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's slightly too high. For Wrong. Me. Captain America: Civil War is number three. Yep. Avengers: Endgame number two. Avengers: Infinity War. That's the exact one. same top three that I had in that order. Civil War would be nowhere near the top for me. Really? Um, but unfortunately, I that's the IGN UK podcast definitive <laughs> list. Yeah. So what are we going to do? I think with, although I've said that Endgame Infinity War has all those spine tingling and tear jerking moments, I still think that last 20 minutes of Civil War is maybe the most emotional when that Tony fights. finds out about his dad. And to yeah. me, that bit, that that's a... I think that, was that... Is that fair to say it's the first time in the MCU I was a proper emotional hammer blow? I don't know. Because I just didn't, I just love what they did with that because I did not see mm. that coming. Mm. And the other thing is, is I went into Civil War thinking it would be the time when Cap dies because we were all, nobody really mm. knew quite how far Chris, people counting, is Chris Evans run out of films now? Mm -hmm. And obviously yeah. he gets shot in the neck in the Civil War comic. So I was like, shit, is Iron Man going to come and kill, you know, yeah. Captain America? And sort of like all that fight at the end, heart in my mouth and, you know, potentially waiting for someone to pull out a sniper rifle. <laughs> But no, good films. Yeah, decent films. If the next 22 are of that quality, Joe, we're in for a good few years. As long as none of them are the Incredible Hulk. That would be great. Um, that was an extensive... Was the grossly extended uh, Avengers Endgame spoiler cast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can send us your thoughts on the film. Because I think everyone on the team's now watched it. Yeah, yeah everyone has. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Mm. You can tell us what you think. You can tell us who... I would love to know who people think the next few films are going to be about. Yeah. And what they're... Like, um, who I'm would super you like intrigued by that. the big bad to be? Yes. Mm. And who yeah. you think the big bad Send should be. Send them in. We'll give them a discussion. But if anyone talks about that list, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to read out your lists. Yeah. Lists are inherently quite dull as actually, you just found out <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed I got four days after release and it wasn't spoiled for me I'm that's incredible so work that's I know. powerful stuff took like fucking ten minutes for Game of Thrones didn't it <laughs> <laughs> and with that we bid you adieu bye bye see ya love you 3000